Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in. Friday morning. A lot going on. Um, on the one hand, we had a virtual uh, news blackout out of the NBA yesterday. There was a meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then it came out fairly quickly after that that the NBA was uh, going to resume playing. They were not going to abandon um, the bubble in Florida. They were going to finish out the season and finish out the playoffs. After that, there was a long period of nothing. Late last night, uh, we started to hear maybe a resumption on Saturday. Presumably, there are more meetings with players. Presumably, everybody was kind of emotionally exhausted and drained. Um, But they also have to know that the sooner they start playing the sooner they get out of the bubble. I mean, we've gone from, well, eight teams never went. Only 22 teams went. Six of them left with the end of the regular season. Three more have been eliminated. The playoffs were down to 13. Um, We're seeing a a couple teams at 3-1, a couple teams at 3-2. So we could be down to eight teams and, you know, another, well, depending on how the games go, another four to five days. And so for the people who really want to leave, they're not that far from leaving without abandoning the season. Um, so we'll have to see. Saturday kind of makes sense as a point to restart. The longer you wait to restart, the longer you're all there. And it's clear that on some level, they don't want to be there. Um, they also want to finish the season and what it means for the league long term and what it means for the collective bargaining agreement and for salaries long term. There's a lot of reasons to say. Plus, they have a platform. You know, there's a lot of league media there covering them. And if everybody disperses, uh, there's going to be a lot less of that over the next few months. Uh, <clears throat> so while the NBA wasn't doing much and we were all waiting, then... Everything was happening with RSL. You know, it started with the game not being played Wednesday. Uh, Nate Amonuaha, defender, uh, talked about how seeing the NBA not play, they thought they need to stand with them, and so they didn't play. And then yesterday morning, the Hansen RSL owner, went on one of his radio stations, X96, and did an interview, which obviously PK and I didn't hear because we were on the air, but we clearly saw uh, the quotes on Twitter. And people were really upset. And Deloy really took a lot of heat. Um, Probably the most, well, not probably, in my view, the most objectionable quote was the one where he said he felt stabbed in the back because they'd put in so much work to launch, not only get the game going, but to put 5,000 fans in the stands in a league where for both owners and players, fans in the stands are critical because they have low revenue TV contracts. They get a Compared to baseball and basketball and football, they get a disproportionate share of their income, both for the owner and the players, from the gate revenue. So until you get fans in the stands, you're really going to be struggling. And Deloitte was clearly upset and hurt by that. Now, as one season ticket holder texted me, uh, you got to know the room, and and Deloitte was tone deaf and did not hear the room. And to complain about his problems at that moment wasn't the way to go. And he realized that, and by 3 o'clock, he was back on the radio on another station he owns, CSPN 700, saying that he had talked with the commissioner, and the commissioner pointed out that the stabbed-in-the-back metaphor was completely inappropriate, especially given the times we're in, and Deloy agreed to that. Um, But the damage had been done. Now, some people uh, seem to... You know, listen to Loy and think, well, he's getting it back on track here. That was not good this morning. Others were still upset. But it was all trumped uh, by 4.30. There was an interview uh, and a story up on The Athletic. Interviews with multiple people, uh, one unnamed source, uh, but an agent who was named, and a former player in Andy Williams, then a scout and now furloughed and expecting to be let go by the club after his comments, um, that... uh, 
Deloy has used uh, racially inappropriate language. In Andy's story, he was called the N-word. Uh, in another story, there was a reference to lynching um, as he was introduced to a player uh, who had scored a goal on an opposing team at a tournament down in Texas. And uh, the player says he either didn't hear it or didn't remember it, but trusted the agent's recollection. An agent who heard it um, was very firm. And then the unnamed source, uh, there was another conversation apparently with um, that was racially inappropriate with Albert Rusnak's agent. So uh, a lot of allegations there. Deloitte declined an interview request at 5 o'clock. He may have been aware of The Athletic at that point. I wasn't. Um, but I called him to get his reaction, to see if he'd do an interview about his reaction to the radio interviews. And he turned that. Actually, I texted him, and he texted back and declined. And then I called um, a PR person at 8 o'clock to get a comment on the athletic story, and they didn't have one and did not want to provide one. So then at 10 o'clock, um, his wife defended him in a text to me uh, that she must have gotten the number from him because uh, – I didn't have her number, and I don't, as far as I know, she didn't have mine. So she defended him and, and uh, posted the whole thing at KUTV.com. So it was a wild ride. MLS is going to investigate now. It'll be very curious. They can remove him as owner. There's a thing in the MLS Constitution with a two-third vote. He could be out. Um, but I think a quicker path um, will be if the players don't want to play for him. I think he'll meet with them at some point. He'll talk to them. And if they don't want to be there, there's a lot of short-term contracts. There's very few four- and five-year deals. Um, so a lot of players will be down to the last two years of the deal. And by the time you're really last year, you have leverage because teams don't want to leave you, want you to go on a free transfer. They want to move you and get something for you. So if a lot of the players are really upset, especially the better players, um, you can always get players. But if you can't get good enough players to win, when you're driven by ticket revenue, huh, you're in a world of hurt. You know, will Deloitte decide, hey, I don't, I don't want to do this. I want out and tell the league to find him a buyer. Uh, I wouldn't rule that out. I kind of think that's the most likely scenario. Uh, certainly the other one could. I asked Paul Tenario, who covers Major League Soccer and covers the league, what he thought was going to happen. He thought it wasn't clear because this is different than Donald Sterling. Sterling didn't own the arena they played in. He didn't own a training facility, an academy the way uh, Deloitte does. Deloitte owns three different teams and three different leagues um, with the Monarchs in the USL and uh, with the Utah Royals and the NWSL. You know, So there's a lot of moving parts, whereas it was one organization with Donald Sterling and he didn't own the building. That was much simpler. So even that's not a great parallel for this. Um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. We had a lot of reaction from you on social media, and we will get to that coming up. We also have to get to the NBA coming up, and we also have to get to BYU now, 10 days away from their season opener. Coming up next, head coach Kalani Sataki. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Kalani Sataki and the Cougars are 10 days away from the season opener at Navy, let you listen into Kalani meeting with the media. Since I last spoke to you guys, I think the um, I miscounted. We had 95 reps on Saturday. I mean, on Friday last week. So, my bad. Um, 
didn't feel like that many. But if you include all the special teams, it's way, way over that. So 95 offense and defensive reps. But um, looking at uh, our prep now, we love the way our guys have moved past uh, fall camp. Now focusing on our first opponent, which is Navy, and had really good practices so far. I had a really good practice today with the defensive side and, and um, you know, getting great looks from our scout team and stuff. So offensively, um, I think they – you know they have to get used to what Navy does defensively, which is a, a lot of high um, high amount of pressure and different types of pressures. And so uh, now we've made the move um, directly to scout teams and have moved over to just prepping for the game and trying to get some extra work at it and get some extra meeting time. So that's uh, that's been our focus and uh, ready to go. We'll, we'll keep trying to um, get everything ready and hopefully, uh, you know, what 13 days away, hopefully we can get this done. I wanted to ask about the um, defensive side when you're going up against the triple option. There always seems to be an emphasis on both finding discipline, being disciplined, being in the right spot, as well as being disruptive. Because if you let them go where they want to go, they're going to gain five yards of pop. How do you how do you address that as you prepare for this upcoming game? I think the key for us is, is limiting the big plays. And that's what, uh, you know, I think you look at the, the teams that run this type of offense. They're, they're, they love just getting yards and they'll grind it out and do these long drives. But we're going to have to just be better than them on those long drives. I don't think you can really sell out and try to get too disruptive because uh, they've seen it all. You know what I mean? So uh, what they do is that just having the quarterback be not just a, a viable running back, but also uh, the key part of it is a, is a huge – that's a big difference compared to whatever else does and so it allows you to it, it makes you have to play that quarterback like a regular player and not just a, a guy that you don't have to cover you know what I mean so if you're looking at the scheme it just it just they spread the field but they use all they utilize all their their um, the skill and then they focus on toughness and discipline so if you're uh, finding ways to be disruptive usually disruptive and discipline is, is, a, is a doesn't really go well together you know what I mean and so for us it'd be really controlled and disciplined but really physical and tough so we're looking forward to the match I think, um, you know, just getting used to it is something that's different and unique. We haven't seen it in, in a number of years here at BYU, but um, a lot of the guys kind of have to go back to when they played it against it in high school or played with it in high school. We have to just really teach them the rules on the offensive side. It's, it's letting them know what the offense is thinking and what they're trying to get done when you go on the option or, or lead option or all the different looks that they may do with the speed sweeps and things like that. So uh, they do a good job of varying the play play selection. For us, you just have to be really sound and, and focus on being physical and and being great tacklers, limiting the big plays, I think is going to be the key for us. Not giving up the, you know, it's not just the run game, but you know, you miss tackles, <clears throat> they can turn that into a big play and big touchdown run. Uh, but if you, you give up and you're not disciplined with your eyes, you give up a big pass. Uh, that's what they focus on. They're going to find ways of then test everyone, all eleven guys on the field, uh, with their discipline and try to make big plays off of that. And we can't allow that to happen. And it usually comes down to fundamentals and technique. So I, I have a feeling you're going to tell me this is a Tom Homo question, but I just want to know. Okay. Um, now that class has started over again, has there been any, I guess, um, problem issues, like issues stand out that you're like, we have to reevaluate our bubble or we have to do things differently. Um, and how will you maintain your bubble uh, with visiting teams this season? 
Yeah, that's probably a mixture of our sports medicine department and our administration. But I know one thing, we, we continue to educate our players and it changes. It's just not like we're doing the same things now that we did a month ago or, or two weeks ago. You know, we're we're always trying to evolve and, and trying to find ways to stay on top of everything. And whether that means with a, with a certain type of test that we have out there or, you know, keep, keep promoting the different uh, resource that we have to us, like the equipment and things like that, that keep us. I think the the key for us is the social distancing and trying to educate our players uh, when they're not here how to how to take care of themselves and when they're at home or when they're with their families how to be safe and and be mindful of others. So that's the focus is still the same. We just just keep working. There's a lot of technology from the school and things that are helping us through the screening process and through the testing and everything. And what about for opposing teams coming to visit? Yeah, that's not my in my area of expertise. I'm worried about what they're trying to run offensively and defensively and special teams wise. Hey Kalani, now that fall camp's over and you've now shifted into Navy week, what are you and the offensive staff's decision in regards to the starting quarterback job? Yeah, they're close. They're close to naming one. So I will uh when we're ready to do it, we'll have it we'll have it out there. But um I think the guys have done a pretty good job. I, I feel really good about, uh, you know, four quarterbacks that can play for us right now. So, um, yeah, I'll just – I'll leave it up to that. I'm curious too, Kalani, what's the strength of your defense you feel right now heading into the season? We have a lot of experience, a lot of different places, and and, and, and that's, a, I think, in all, all the uh, – all all positions you know and we uh, I like our backers and I'm a little bit biased because I spent a lot of time with them but uh, I think you know looking at that the experience that we have at safety and, and corner and uh, I like the way these guys work so I'm just going with that and I know when we get to this moment of, of you know uh, when the when we're going live and everything, I feel like the way that they've reacted to the, the tough situations we put them in. And so and I know Navy will do some things that, that are way faster than what we can simulate here, but I really believe in these guys. And then I think that the leadership on the team has been a big key on the defensive side. As you're talking about getting ready for Navy and, and prepping for Navy and that kind of thing, can you give us just a tiny peek into kind of the, the scout team's responsibility with that unique Navy option like is are you bringing over a lot of like cornerbacks to play wide receiver even quarterback or that kind of thing does it just look so much different just because Navy is so much different I guess yeah, I'm just I mean, it's it's the style, the cut blocks, and all that we have to get used to, and and uh, yeah, we had a, a good a good session of that today, and, and a good, I mean, a lot of plays today where, you know, today is one of the days where the the D line, I mean, the defensive players and the scout team were in full pads, and and the offense and scout defense were in. You know, and in, in, in shells. But today we're gonna. It's a different type of practices for the defense than it is for the offense. So uh, we, we really want to um, have those guys getting used to taking on cut blocks, taking on the the low pad level that the old line fire out with, looking at the way that these guys run their routes and uh, the type of play action passes that they have. So um, we have to we have to be creative with the different pers- personnel that we use on the scout offense to give us the speed, the look that we want. So yeah, and we've even done that with a, we've we've done some crossover where we've had, you know, second string guys get out there and play on the slot backs and on the wing and, and receiver for us. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've utilized all that to try to get a faster look at it. It's, it's going to be way faster than even what we're doing now, but it, we can try to get it as, as, as fast as possible and get the simulated as best as we can. 
Kalani, you've talked about the fact that the triple option is such a unique offense, but Navy is apparently named a th- what was it, a third-string quarterback, a senior as their starting quarterback. Going into a game like this, facing off against a new quarterback, does it have an element of surprise having a new quarterback in that offense, or is it something you can prepare for knowing that, hey, this is the triple option? I think they, they utilized even last year was a little bit different, you know, and they found something that was pretty successful for them. But I think that uh, their quarterback that they had there got drafted, you know, and then he was a, I think he's playing receiver for the Dolphins now. But they, they have, they're going to put a quality person in that position. It doesn't really matter what string they were last year to this year. The, the, the Coach Numatololo will have the team ready. I, I, that staff is a good staff. They'll, they'll have their guys ready and, and trained and, and disciplined. And so we're not really worried about what number shows up behind center we're just worried about uh being sure that we are in the right spot and that we're disciplined ourselves and to match their toughness that's that's going to be our our focus and uh, it's an honor for us to play against these guys and to play football you know so i think the preparation has been really really good for us but i I don't think uh, for us we it it being so unique um we have to be able to 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 practice it and and do all the cut blocks and and guys got to get banged up we were going to go into this game a little bruised up but that's okay they'll heal Kalani uh, upon film review who stood out to you from the final uh, fall camp scrimmage Oh man, you're just throwing that out there like I'm going to name one out of 123 guys. That's putting me under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the snapper, kicker, and holder were great. So <laughs> um, I don't know. The guys did well. I, I, I that seems like so long ago. That was three, three practices ago. So yeah, I have a hard time even remembering that day. So every day for me has been Groundhog's Day, just straight football and and working till you know until we get things done here in the facility. But I, I, I couldn't name the guys. I think if you look at our players, the guys are doing good. I I think for us being so f- as physical as we've been this camp and even right now during practices, I've been really pleased with the way the guys are taking care of themselves and take care of their bodies. So if I were to say one thing about the players, I, I love the fact that they're spending time together and watching a lot of film and becoming a lot more assignment sound because it's starting to show on the field, you know, uh, not as many mistakes. And now we're focusing on the, on the, the, the fundamentals technique part of the game. Hey, Kalani, I came in a little late. I was on another Zoom call, so if this has been asked, I apologize. But with the personnel you have at running back, are you looking to have a workhorse back from this group, or will it be by committee, or just kind of what do you see based on the talent you have there? Um, without giving too much about our, our game planning and scheme and stuff, I think you have backs that can do a lot of different things. And, and you know, we have certain backs that, are, that do good things out of the backfield, in, including blocking and catching the ball. And so I think utilizing those guys, I think you're going to see a bunch of different personnel groups on the field and a lot of different, uh, we're going to utilize all the skill we have. So it's not going to be like we're just going to play with the same 11 guys. You know, we, we have a lot of talent and I expect our offense to use them all to score points. And so, so, yeah, you, you'll, you'll probably see a good number of running backs that are on the field and and uh, different personnel sets that, that maybe we haven't done much of in the past. When you say that help you? Yeah. When you say utilize your all the talent, do you foresee maybe Jaron Hall or even Baylor or some of the other quarterbacks, even Sol Jay, seeing a, a, some playing time at a different position? You never know, Jay. You never know. That's like, are you trying to give Navy everything right now? (laughs) 
<laughs> you might as well say, do you have any trick plays up your sleeve to use for this game? No, I, I, I mean, every, it, when you have this 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 type of situation that we have on on, on offense, and I think you, you utilize them all. You know, they're, they're there for a reason, and, and try to have everybody have a role. You know, and, and maybe someone's a little bit younger and inexperienced, but they can have a role in, in this team. They can have a, a a package that will put us in a situation where it makes teams have to defend us and and uh, you know we try to defend not just eleven on the field, but the uh, the options that we have as well. You know, looking at the the thirty guys that we can put on the field. So I think that's going to be key for us and and putting them the right way and getting the work done. I think we've got. We have a lot of work already in place. Now it's time to start, um, you know, kind of screwing down what we want to focus on in this game against against Navy and what's going to give us the best uh, um, chance to win. That's that's what we're going to focus on. We've done a whole bunch of different things, and this is kind of with all our schemes. Now we have to just kind of focus on what's going to be a good matchup for us and what we think we can get the the advantage. Kalani, since you uh, you mentioned kicker a second ago, where do things stand with that position? How how has that position come along? And then maybe big picture, overall special teams. What type of weapon do you think that can be for this team this year? Yeah, I feel like we have a um, you know Jake Olderoid will be our place kicker, and uh, uh, Ryan Rico will be our punter. And so those guys have had a great camp and, and um, I've been really pleased with them. I think Rico's got a strong leg. He's strong. He's big, tall, athletic, strong leg. And so uh, for us, it's, it's being able to, you know, flip field for us on, on the punt part of things. And, and, and I think he can give us that. I think he has a power leg and we, we know Jake already. We just, uh, from what I've seen, there's a lot of consistency and, in, in, in what we're getting from the holder and the snaps. And so I think that will help us um, try to find our groove when it comes to place kicking as well not focusing on what's going on in practice right now. How have LDS obligations changed during the pandemic and how will they continue to change or be different during the season? You mean like in callings or the church meetings and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the church meetings are a little bit different now. Um, you know, I've been, I'm in the, been a student ward bishopric. So uh, I think we had, you know, we've had our, our, our wards of, We've been we've been going to church and it's just not the the full um, sacrament meeting, but it's a quicker one and doing the sacrament and it's all cleaning the the, the pulpit when speakers a different speaker comes up and cleaning the whole church church meeting room. So that's kind of been the the deal everywhere. I think the only place you don't have to do that is at home. So you know even here at the office, whenever we're done with the meetings and we're done with the room, we we pretty much uh, clean it all out before we, we exit. That's what we do in the weight room and everywhere else. So I think church is the same way. I don't know if that's what you're asking about, Norma, but that's, you know, I think church, uh, I think the guys have responsibilities and I want them to go out and still have their, you know, the church has kind of shifted a little bit in the way they're doing meetings and stuff like that. And so I think, uh, you know, for us, it's just, I want them to keep, keep uh, practicing their religion and be comfortable with it here. Yeah, it was like sort of they're still going to firesides or I know when you guys would travel, sometimes um, if it was on Sunday, you try to find a, a church. Mm-hmm. If there was going to be any differences with that. No, I've, we've done some Zoom firesides and I think, uh, you know, that, that that's a little different. It makes it easier. But uh, I mean, we're always open to, to, to 
do what we can to help people and share our, share our, our message and our testimonies with with others. So that's a big part of what we want to do. We want to we want to lead through service. There's Kalani Sataki, BYU football coach. When we come back, how about some basketball? Big T Thurl Bailey joining PK and I late in yesterday's show, and we will get to that next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We talked with Big T Thurl Bailey yesterday, late in the show. Uh, he didn't know for sure at that point. I think he kind of suspected, but he didn't know that they wouldn't play. Um, and they didn't play, and we're hearing now maybe Saturday. Uh, we'll have to see. That's hardly set in stone. Uh, but Big T's thoughts on what's going on in the NBA, what's going on in the world, how he talks to his kids about what's going on in the world. Here's Big T with PK and I. Got a pull up right now. If the NBA season is over, what are the long term ramifications for the fan base? How many fans are permanently gone? And it is split between 10 and 25%, PK. 10% of the fans gone. That's what 31% of the people are voting for. And 32% of the people think they'll lose a quarter of their audience. The more I think about it, uh, having thrown out 10 and 25 is kind of a range. I think it's more 10 because I think a lot of the self selection has already happened. The people who are out are already out. The people who are in are way in. I don't know that there's that many people in the gray area that are going to be pushed out by this. I don't know. Ten, I probably shouldn't dismiss 10%. That's probably still a big chunk of people. But Well, you wrestle with yourself and let me know what you come up with. DJ and PK, it's time to bring in Thurl Bailey, he says, reading the liner and ignoring PK's last shot. <laughs> 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 Brought to you by <laughs> Thurl is on the T-Mobile special guest line, T-Mobile and Sprint. Just move along, people. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Big T, good morning. It is a good morning. You know, some people would say it doesn't feel like a good morning, and I'm just, you know, being happy on the radio because that's what people want. You really think it's a good morning? You're upbeat. Why are you upbeat? For me, it is. Come on, man. You know, you, you you get a chance to get up and start another day and figure out how you're going to get through it, right? Um, it's, it could be worse, uh, and some would say it's pretty bad right now with everything that's going on. But, uh, listen, it is another day. We get a chance to make decisions. We have the freedom to, to choose what we want. So it's a good day for me. Good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. That uh, we need uplifting messages, and and you just gave us one. And I appreciate what you're doing. You know, there's like a million ways we can go with this discussion here in these next 15 minutes or so. And I got to preface it that I have no answers to any of these world problems or social problems that we have in our country. Uh, so don't look to me for answers. I can just have thoughts and ideas. Uh, put it out there, and you know, basically from you off the top of my head, what do you think of the players and their ideas to try to seek social change? And we, I think we all agree that that's a good way. I mean, that's, that's a good thing to do. But the methods that they're trying to accomplish, what is your, your take on that? Well, I think you have to understand, guys, that 
uh, some of the beauty of this, and I know it's, it's a hard word to really bring clarity on because there's not a lot of beauty on that's going on, but the fact that we live in a place that we have the freedom to decide what we want out of our lives, what we want in this country. Uh, we Sometimes we don't have the freedom based on our choices to decide what those consequences are, right? And that's 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 where we have the responsibility to, that's why we have laws, that's why we have, uh, hopefully have people that we trust that can, that are trained the right way to carry those, uh, those laws out. But um, what I think, you know, of course, um, if you're asking me personally what I think, you know, I, I think that that the players and the league uh, have the right, and I, and I, I I agree that they have the right to decide what they want to do based on their personal stance and their personal feelings. Now, there is something about coming together and deciding um, as a whole what is best and how that message is going to go out, and not everybody's going to agree with it, right? I mean. There are people out there that want to watch basketball and they don't think that this should be part of sports. Uh, and I think they're wrong. I, I think that if there's injustices that are going on and you feel like they're wrong, I think there should be, a, you have the freedom to be able to, to voice that. So, um, you know, there's so many things going on right now. There's, there's racial injustice. There's, pandemic we're trying to get through there's other groups that are you know are, are not are being discriminated upon that's that's the country we live in right i don't think it's ever going to be cured or stopped in some sense but it's i think right now it's about awareness it's about why are you so quick to disagree before you understand all that's going on and when you do understand what's going on what side are you on well are you part of the problem or you're part of the solution. So, you know, that's not a, uh, you know, that that's, that's where I, I stand. I mean, I have my own personal feelings, um, but I also have to understand that I work for an organization that, that also has a stance and a position uh, that I, you know, I, I, I fully support. So, um, you know, if the players don't want to play, I, I, I get it. Uh, there are some that want to continue because there's, there's a side of this that says, well, we're going to play. We're going to play in honor of of those people who have been, that we're going to dedicate these games. We're going to dedicate uh, our season. Uh, but it it all just remains a matter of um, what perspective you see it from. Uh, and, and there's always going to be opposing forces on it. Got a thousand things I'd like to ask you, Thoreau. I'm having a problem deciding where I want to jump in here. I suppose that we have to ask a little bit about the sports nuts and bolts, although I think there's more things that are more interesting than that. But the bottom line, do you think they're going to play? Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. Personally, I think they will. Uh, I think there's enough of a majority from what I'm reading and hearing that want to continue. And I think there's a majority that sees that this is a way to bring more exposure to social issues. 
on a continual basis. Uh, and then there's those that say, you know, there's, there's, there's things that are more important than us playing on a basketball court. Um, let's use our voice, our voices in another way. Uh, so uh, I, I really don't know. I guess I'll find out shortly because I have a job to do as well. We've heard from many African-American people that they've had to tell their children about if they should stop, be stopped by law enforcement. Obviously, you're an African-American and obviously you have African-American children. I don't know if you've ever had that conversation, but if you did, tell us what it was. And if you haven't, if you were to, what would be your explanation to them? Well, first of all, my talk to them is they, they better not put themselves in a situation where or be in a situation where law enforcement needs to, you know, to show up. Um, and let, let's get right down to the point. You know, this incident that happened. In, in Wisconsin, I, I don't know that police officer, obviously, who who um, shot who shot that gentleman seven times. Um, he could be the nicest man in the world, but my problem is, I, listen, I, I have a brother who just retired from the police force, spent 25 years here in Salt Lake City, protecting and serving, um, doing community-oriented policing, COP. And I think it goes back to that situation where you need to be trained to de-escalate a situation. I mean, there's, there's got to be training that tells you that this man is not, you know, he, he's not responding to your commands. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try to place blame or judgment in a particular place, but I do say if 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 that situation, in my eyes, probably could have been uh, de-escalated before all that happened. Now, that's just my point of view. Some may agree or disagree. Uh, so I think a lot of uh, I think that we we can go back to um, you know training of officers because uh, uh, listen that 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 gentleman could have been black right and and but he wasn't so with all that's going on i think that the training has to especially now right i mean that man just was thrust into um you know a white cop shooting a black man and so um so we we already we already paint him as as a racist right because we we don't we see what we see, but my message to my kids is that there's a lot going on right now, right? And so, if you happen to there, there, there is uh, a such thing as racial profiling, and so uh, I hope that my kids wouldn't be in a situation where um, one they they have to be approached, but who knows? And if you are. You follow the law. You comply, um, and and you know that's 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 what I'm talking to my kids about, uh, among other things, with all this stuff going on. But it's a it's a tough conversation, not just for family, but for other people, for people of of another race, for you know my white neighbors who, you know, 
want to talk to me about my perspective and their perspective. So it, there's a lot of a lot going on, and I don't know. Uh, the minute I think that the, we may be making some progress with dialogue, uh, something else happens. So it's a it's basically a continuing story, and I hope that the awareness that these players are trying to bring, that the NBA is trying to bring, will have some effect somewhere. So in addition to awareness, it's clear that some players want to do something, but NBA celebrity separates them from society. Some of the issues they want to work on, some that are at the forefront now, some that are equally important and aren't at the forefront now but will be, there's already people working on them. And they, they would love to partner with NBA players to whatever level NBA players, I mean, you travel a lot and you live somewhere else in the offseason, to whatever level they can. But there's this divide, and I think there's a lot of frustration there. A lot of frustration there. Do you think that ever gets bridged or NBA players are celebrities and they're citizens of the world and that's never going to get bridged? And the average Joe who's working on whatever issue, poverty issues, uh, education issues, uh, voter drives, they're never going to get the support from the players. The players are always going to be a part because of celebrity. Well, I don't know if it's if they're, they're always going to be a part by their choice. I mean, they have platforms, obviously, and, and when you are deemed a celebrity, you, you have a choice how to use that platform. You know, I, I choose to use mine for good, and I hope that... Um, you know, that people see that and understand that. Uh, they may not always agree with it, but um, there, here's the thing. Change is coming, good or bad, it, it's coming, and it's already here, really. Um, we, I don't know one person that doesn't want positive change, even though we may disagree on the approach, we may disagree on, you know, whether it's who's leading that change, um, it, it's it's going to get here one way or the other until we all get tired of killing each other and fighting each other. Um, but uh, I, I think it's it's good that these these players and any celebrity has a platform to use to try to 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 uh, to make progress. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody has the answers, guys. I mean, it, it, the answer obviously isn't violence. You know, it's not burning your own cities and and gun violence and uh, and things like that. I mean, that's how others feel like change is going to happen um, if it's if it's in a violent way. I don't believe that. I hope the majority of our country doesn't believe that. But um, it's it's there in front of our faces, and I think every one of us, even if we're not a celebrity, uh, you know, we've got so many avenues now where we can voice our opinion and social media is full of them uh, good and bad so I, I don't know uh, I hope you guys weren't looking to me for answers because uh, <laughs> I really don't have any uh, definitive ones I just have opinions about things like everybody else does yeah, that's that's why I preface my thing I certainly have no answers and uh, you and your position uh, people are going to look to you, and so uh, I wonder. How, that's probably taxing on you that uh, people are going to look for you to provide no, it's, wisdom. It's not taxing on me. I mean, I, I invite it. 
I mean, I invite my perspective. I invite other people's perspective. The problem I have is when people don't, they can disagree with my perspective, but now they feel differently about me because I have a different perspective than they do, right? Um, they, they have a different opinion about players because collectively they, they decide to bring awareness to something by kneeling the national anthem. Well, the, the beauty of it is, is that th- those people still love this country, right? And they love the fact that they have the freedom to do that. Um, and a lot of people talk about, well, you know, a lot of people died for that flag. Well, yeah, a lot of my ancestors died and got hung, right, to make this country great. And and for so many years, uh, you know, weren't recognized. I mean, how many how many people really celebrate Juneteenth and know, and know what that is? And so all I say is that we, if we can educate each other, and I can see where you're coming from. We can always agree to disagree, but I think the thing that we should agree on is that we want a country that that treats everybody equally and fairly. We don't have that. Uh, and I'm not just talking about black Americans, but I'm talking about gays and lesbians. I'm talking about uh, Jewish people. I'm talking about, you know, brown people, uh, poor people. So, you know, that's that's the that's the beauty of living here. I mean, in other countries, you know, people would be be imprisoned and shot and killed for for having, uh, you know, thinking that they have the freedom to to decide what they want. But um, that's the conversation. You know, how can we sit down and decide how we are going to collectively make a change? Because the issues are right in front of us. Um, there's always going to be hate. It's always going to be people who don't really care. They just believe what they believe, what they grew up with, and they're always going to hate a different perspective and hate you for having that perspective. Big T, Thurl Bailey, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, Thurl, you have been in in, uh, basketball fans' collective consciousness since uh, Jim Valvano was running around the pit in Albuquerque and you'd won the NCAA title. But doing the pre-half and post, you would occasionally during the downtime, you and Pace got into stories and growing up, and you told some stories about growing up in North Carolina, totally foreign to a guy who grew up on the West Coast. Totally foreign to me, right? And I'm curious, when you hear people say things are changing, in your experience, how much have things changed in your lifetime? How much for the better? How much for the worse? What have you seen, just in your own personal experience? Well, I think it's it's kind of ebbed, ebbed and flowed, and you know we've 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 taken some steps forward at certain times, and then taken ten steps backward. And you know you have to kind of divide that up into different areas. Obviously, I always believe that even even on a a smaller scale, I mean you you have a collective people maybe it's a corporation maybe it's a family um it starts it starts from leadership right it starts from from leadership of that particular group whether it's the nba whether it's our country um taking a stand and 
and having us see what that vision is, right? Uh, and, and, and having us, you talk about Jim Valvano, he was a guy in our world that had a vision of doing great things. And he came to us and he said, guys, I, I, I know what this vision looks like to me, but I, I want you to help me paint it, paint this picture of what it can be, what a, what a championship can be like. Um, and everybody brings their own personalities and, and everybody sits down. If you disagree on one thing, you come, kind of come to what's best for the majority. So I guess in answer to your question, I, 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 I grew up in the 60s and watched my parents um, in that civil rights mix and movement and be demeaned and be spat on and be told to go around the back and get your food, don't come in here. I mean, those are those are realities. Those are things I, I have as a part of my legacy and, and, and history that I'm never going to forget. I'm always going to pass on to my, my kids and whoever else is interested in knowing those things, knowing kind of the plight of black America. And I say that because I'm part of black America. And uh, if there's some things I don't understand about your background, your history, then enlighten me. But, uh, you know, I just think that it, it has to start from leadership that believes that none of this can get better unless we all believe that it's wrong, right? We all have to believe that. We can't skate around it. We can't ride the fence on it. Um, we can't just take our values and say we're right. We just have to look at the whole picture. Uh, so there, you know, there's progress that has been made over time in, in different areas, and then you take a few steps back, and then we're at a period right now that's it's almost like the beginning of a storm. It seems my wife and I, my wife Cindy and I, were talking. That there's so much going on right now with not with just this racial unrest and and all the social justice and pandemic and fires in California. Uh, it just seems like it's it's uh, it's an interesting time, right? It's it's a it's there's a lot of good things going on. Don't don't get me wrong, it's not doomsday, but I think the overall picture of where we are as, as a people in this country, um, we're not at a good place, guys. Big T Thurl Bailey. Join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Big T, thanks for coming in and sharing your perspective. We appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, we're scheduled to see you on TV today. Should we assume that we're not going to see you on TV today? Or will you do half an hour explaining why you're not on TV today? What is the plan? I feel like you're supposed to be promoting that. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got my phone right here. Okay. Uh, I've heard it, I've heard it uh, buzz a couple of times while I've been on the phone. But I don't know yet. Okay. So um, I, I think we're going as planned unless, you know, until we hear something. But uh, I'm hoping that, that we can continue to to play and see some great basketball and use that as a platform to to bring awareness to all this. You got, a, uh, you got some camps coming up? Yeah, well, you know, with the pandemic going on, and I know school's back in, kind of, um, that a lot of athletes, a lot of basketball players out there haven't had a chance to really work on their game. So um, I partnered with the Carmelone Training Center here 
uh, in Lehigh, and I have a free clinic coming up on Labor Day. And if people are interested in getting their kids in at any level, elite, beginner, doesn't matter, um, they can go to Big T Bailey Basketball dot com to sign up it's free it doesn't cost them anything uh, you just bring a basketball and some water and we're going to put you put you to work big t thurl bailey join us right here on 97.5 at 1280 the zone thanks thurl thank you guys there's big t thurl bailey thanks to him for coming on the show when we come back what is trending all the headlines stay with us